Welcome to The Fastest Five Minutes, presented by Kroll and Mooring. We are your co-hosts, David Robbins and Peter Ayer, bringing you a bi-weekly summary of significant government contracts legal and regulatory developments that no government contracts lawyer or executive should be without. And before we jump into the news, we wanted to share something we're pretty excited about. Earlier this week, we launched our app, our mobile app, the GovCon Legal Resource Center. We have links to it on our websites, available on iTunes and Google Play. And it has universally applicable government contracts content, the stuff you go to the internet to find every day, statutes, regs, decisions, you name it, and a whole bunch of customized and tailored and interactive Kroll and Mooring branded specific content that we think will be useful for your businesses. We really hope you'll download it, try it out, and certainly let us know what you think. This is a new platform for us, one we're excited about, but also one we're going to be continuously improving upon. So with that, let's jump right in in a perhaps interesting foreshadowing of future events. Ellen Lord, DOD Undersecretary for Acquisition and Sustainment, issued, and we've been hearing these warnings a bit, but sort of a stronger one than we've heard before, that in the next 18 months, there's going to be more cybersecurity standards and DOD is going to start auditing contractors' compliance. There's been a lot of effort to get people to report sort of gaps, close the gaps, and frequent extensions to get up to speed. There are a lot of signals coming out now that those extensions are going to end, and the government really means it. So it's something to be mindful of going forward. Yeah, and and to that point, I think companies are starting to think of it not only as compliance and internal controls, but increasingly as there will be an evaluation factor. This will guide source selection. So it's moved from compliance ethics to business imperative. And I think that shift is just going to continue. So I, I agree. And sticking with that theme of cyber and privacy, GSA issued a press release on April 2nd announcing that its highly adaptive cybersecurity services SIN or special item number has been revised to add a range of broadly defined services. According to GSA, this SIN includes a variety of categories, including risk and vulnerability assessments, security architecture review, system security engineering, and services for a variety of risk management framework items, as well as security operations center services. So on GSA, we're seeing a variety of additional services being added, something to stay attuned to. Also, turning to DHS, the Office of Inspector General issued a management alert focused on FEMA. That report was issued on March 15th, and that report uh, basically focused on the failure to safeguard PII and sensitive PII for over 2 million survivors of several different hurricanes, The report was issued in response to the OIG's audit of FEMA's Transitional Sheltering Assistance Program, and there were two recommendations coming out of it. The first focused on controls to ensure that FEMA only sends required data elements, and the second is to assess the extent to which the privacy incident occurred and implement a process for ensuring that the information is destroyed at the appropriate time and using the appropriate means. So a couple things to watch there. David, back to you. Thanks, Peter. And before we get into, we got a couple of quick hit bid protest items to talk about. I really did want to follow up with something you said earlier, because I thought it was really insightful that we're moving from cybersecurity in the ethics and compliance silo to an evaluation silo. 
And you know, having lived in the integrity and you know, contractor responsibility silo for so long in the government, that's really important, right? Because that extra silo is seen as separate and apart from the core acquisition mission of the department. It gets short shrift. Info comes late. It's just, it's a harder place to be to say we really mean something. So I, I thought that was particularly interesting and just from experience suggests it's going to be a lot more effective that way. Agreed. All right, let's do a couple of quick hit bid protest items and then we'll close out. Uh, GAO and the Court of Federal Claims issued two interesting protest decisions. First, GAO in Native Energy and Technology. It's a protest challenging the agency's evaluation. The awardee's technical proposal was sustained because the agency assessed strengths for features that were not included in the awardee's proposal, but were known to evaluators due to the awardee's performance on the incumbent contract. Now, we all know that the incumbency status has some advantages. But this decision says you went a little too far, agency. Uh, the agency cited these strengths, the unlisted in the proposal strengths, as discriminators in the award decision, and the protester therefore was prejudiced, therefore sustained. And the Court of Federal Claims in Citizen Inc. versus U.S. and, and Valvic Corp., I guess, told GSA to go back to the drawing board on its $15 billion Alliant II small business IT services contract because COFSI ruled the agency had failed to properly assess proposals from several bidders. These multi-billion dollar awards don't come out too often, and to be told to go back to the drawing board and do it over again is pretty significant. So we'll be watching to see what happens going forward. Unless there's anything else, I think we'll close. Okay, that's it. That's all for this edition. We'll see you again in two weeks. If you need anything, Peter can be reached at 202-624-2807, and I'm at 202-624-2627. Have a good day. The Fastest 5 Minutes podcast is brought to you by Kroll & Mori LLP. Subscribe on iTunes, and if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com slash govconpodcast.